1: Right at home.
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: How did WWE bounce back from an all-time ratings low? Plus, Kenny Omega's Impact Wrestling in-ring debut confirmed and a bizarre scrapped Matt Hardy storyline that would have seen him delete an entire promotion. Wednesday, December the 16th, 2020. This is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Oh my god! The Fiend? it's It's him! WWE get up from an all-time low. Reactions this morning aren't great in Stamford following Monday Night Raw setting an all-time record low, with 1.53 million average viewers tuning in on Monday. This worked out at a 0.41 rating in that all-important 18-49 demographic. Now, this isn't the first time that WWE have been fighting for the bottom of the table. This has happened a few times in 2020, more than we care to talk about. But this one hits a bit differently because for the first time ever, AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday not only beat an hour of Monday Night Raw television, but it beat all three hours of Raw in the 18-49 and the 18 to 34 demographic. That is the important demo that you're looking to hit uh, with a wrestling program like this. Uh, AEW essentially beating Monday Night Raw in the ratings, where it counts the most. Now, whether that will continue. We will find out. AEW have dynamite tonight, so we'll see what numbers they come back with. But don't be surprised if they not only beat Raw in that 18 to 49 demo again this week, but possibly even do the same to SmackDown. We'll watch that as we get to it. So, those hours from Raw, let's break them down 1.6 million viewers at eight o'clock, that dropped to 1.51 in the nine o'clock hour, and in that third hour. That almost death hour for WWE 1.44 million. Sometimes when you get these these low figures that average out it normally is a case of oh it'll start with promise and it'll drift off through the show but the worrying thing about these numbers is that is a consistently low number there isn't a massive drop-off from the first hour to the third which means and Dave Meltzer put this best and the resting observer it's not like people checked in and then checked out many people didn't even check in at all now, last, night, last last Monday's Raw was up against football, worth considering as well. The NFL game between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens uh, did 12.42 million viewers, 3.57 of the 18 to 49 demographic. But even that was down on viewers. So it wasn't like there was an, ex- an exceptional amount of people tuning in for the Browns and the Ravens. It was just less people watching TV that night, and this had a detrimental effect on Monday Night Raw, a show that has been, as we say, fighting for that bottom rating for quite some time. Wrestle votes, normally uh, a, a trusted source when it comes to the, the backstage hive mind at WWE, they say this morning on Twitter, quote, taking a source just now who said the record low rating news isn't sitting well with those in power to a point where they expect some reactionary decisions to be made. Time will tell. So expect something pretty astronomical to occur, or at least attempt to occur next Monday night in order to try and punch that back we've seen wwe do this before when there is a a drop in ratings they'll they will do stuff to to spark the ratings again sort of defibrillate the ratings and push them back where they need to be but these are they only ever seem to come out with short-term solutions rather than long-term fixes uh quite often there was a situation there's been situations where the ratings have dipped and we've seen the McMahons back on television. Vince McMahon promising to turn up on Monday night raw and get in the face of some of some superstars or address the wwe universe that is something that is a great quick hit for the ratings but if you want my opinion for all that my opinion is worth we need to do a little bit more than that now like desperately so there needs to be a real changing of mentality and some focus on long-term wins rather than short-term uh, ticking of boxes like getting the ratings back up is important but the trick is to get is getting them to stay up Drew McIntyre made a a weird allegory for this on Monday without even knowing he did so when he said, my goal was always to be WWE champion. And then when I lost the belt, I realized it's actually my goal should be to stay as WWE champion. And that kind of plays into what the thing is here. Monday Night Raw shouldn't be pushing to get the ratings back up. They should be pushing to have the ratings stay up and stay consistent. An episode of Raw like the one that we had. Now, there was lots in there to like. I think I was a bit kinder on it than most other reviewers were when we did Raw graded yesterday. But again you, that's kind of my thing in it you know me by now <laughs> i'm the, the softest touch in all of internet wrestling but even i found there were bits in there that were tough to get through ross was particularly scathing of it on wtf moments as well and and that sort of thing comes about as as a result of, of rushed programming of, of last minute changes which we talk about quite a bit there's lots to fix And there needs to be this renewed focus on long-term storytelling. If there is any hope for WWE to have ratings that go up and stay up. Looking at Monday Night Raw, a few other notes to take from that. Uh, The original plans for Keith Lee on Raw were changed slightly. He was meant to face The Miz one-on-one and The Miz was meant to win. That ended up being a handicap match instead with Keith Lee facing Miz and John Morrison. He still lost, which but losing to two people as opposed to one, I guess, is a, a marked improvement. Uh, most of Raw on Monday night was actually the same as what had been presented uh, to Vince McMahon mere hours before. So normally Vince is one to change up the show, didn't change much from this particular one with the exception of the Keith Lee match, by the sounds of it. And Lana's injury is going to keep Lana off WWE TV until the start of the new year. Uh, she is going to be off for three to four weeks now, which means that that is Lana done on Monday Night Raw. She is, and, and this is baffling, because the reason that we've got this Women's Tag Team Championship match on Sunday is because of Lana, because of Lana's involvement with Nia Jax, a storyline that we have been building since... October, I think, maybe even further back, definitely October. And we're five days off the payoff, and we're not getting a payoff. (laughs) And that's that's that. That's a big issue. Whether you like the Lana storyline or not, the fact that we are getting seemingly no payoff to this story that has been built for weeks and weeks, that's a problem. We'll see what happens on the pay per view. We'll see what happens on the pay per view. We'll talk. We talk more about it on Raw Graded and Raw WTF moments as well. You can check out both of those if you haven't done so yet. Right now, on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Hard to kill. Yeah, you guys wanted it.
0: We're gonna give it to you.
1: Downs. I don't. I don't like to throw around the old EVP power, but uh, here we go. I'm gonna do it right now. It. Consider this match made. Hard to kill. Rich Swan. The Motor City Machine Guns against Kenny Omega, the AEW World Champion, and the Good Brothers. <gasps> Impact Tag Champions, three on three, hard to kill. That's a main event, kid. That sounds good to me. You know that it just is? sounds kind of sweet. Biz Clismy for life. Goodbye, Impact's Zone. <laughs> <pure laughs> and good night. Words from Kenny Omega, Don Callis and the Good Brothers ahead of Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill in January. There is the confirmation we are getting Kenny Omega wrestling in Impact. Impact Wrestling. He will be teaming with the Good Brothers, the Impact World Tag Team Champions, to face off against Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. It was on Impact last night that Carl Anderson beat Chris Sabin using the old handful of tights shenanigans in the main event. Rich Swan confronted Carl Anderson about this after the match, only to get attacked by Kenny Omega and the returning Doc Gallows. He's been off filming for a tv role Uh, it was announced at the end of the night that we will see omega and the good brothers teaming to face swan and the machine guns on saturday january the 16th impact wrestling's first pay-per-view of 2021 hard to kill kenny omega coming to impact wrestling and as Kenny Omega set to make his in-ring debut, we say goodbye to a former Impact champion as Jake Crist is now a free agent. He was aligned with Sammy Callahan uh, as part of Ohio versus Everything. Uh, he thanked Impact Wrestling fans on Twitter, saying, All good things must come to an end. Division champ, world tag team champ, my time at Impact Wrestling was some of the best of my career. I wouldn't be who I am without my time there. Thank you for everything. This isn't the end. This is just the beginning. Hashtag motivate. Bring the give somebody the gift of amazing stories this Christmas. We are teaming up with Audible to give you thousands of amazing audio books, plus some great wrestling stories as well. If you go to Cultaholic.com Audible, sign up for free 30 days of audible you can get your hands on a free wrestling book on us as well even if you choose not to keep audible you can cancel and you get to keep the free wrestling book from us as a gift from us to you find out more at cultaholic.com forward slash audible WrestleVotes have tweeted out that a group of writers who were asked to make a list of underutilised talent they felt could shine if given the proper opportunity listed the following names. Cesaro, Angel Garza, Chad Gable, Carmella and Peyton Royce. These are the names that the writers are keen to do more stuff with. We're seeing a little bit more Peyton Royce on Monday Night Raw, doing some stuff with Lacey Evans off and on. Carmella set to clash with... Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Chad Gable, reverting back to his proper name, uh, no longer Shorty G, which is nice to see. Angel Garza doing some promos on Raw, and a match against Keith Lee on main event. Something in the works there with him. Cesaro, one of those names I think will come up forever as a a, a underutilized star within WWE. Just all the tools to really make it as a as a heavyweight, and just needs that little starter cap. EC3 has confirmed that he has tested positive For COVID-19, now EC3 was set to be a part of Ring of Honor's final battle on on Friday, but he revealed to Chris Van Vliet that he'd had a positive diagnosis of the coronavirus. He says, "Quote: I've been quarantined for a week to ten days. At this point, I have COVID, and I'm at the tail end of it. It sucked a little bit. Some of it wasn't bad. I'm healthy, so I was fortunate. It affected my parents who were visiting me. Whoops! So they had to stay longer. So I've had no time alone." I would say I'm at 90%. This is the tail end of it. I've had none of the respiratory issues. It felt like flu and a moderately bad cold at the time. Others that have been removed from this weekend show, that includes Flamita, Kenny King, and Bandido, Ring of Honor are shaking up the final battle card. And on the pre show, an hour before final battle, they will release the brand new lineup. <laughs> Steve Austin was on ESPN's Monday Tailgate yesterday and he was very positive about Pat McAfee. McAfee had a standout night at NXT TakeOver War Games this past weekend and just put on a heck of a show. Sorry, the weekend before. Time is flying by. Uh, Steve Austin says, he puts it all on the line. He's going for it. Basically, I think it's his verbal skills and he's slaying everybody. But he's not afraid to go out there and put it all on the line. So you wouldn't expect that from a guy that kicks football. But no, Pat McAfee's a badass. I think he's doing a really, really good job. I give him a solid A. Endorsement from Steve Austin. You love to see it. And a bizarre scrapped storyline from Matt Hardy would have seen him delete an entire wrestling promotion. So a tweet appeared online suggesting that Matt Hardy was once, once pitched the idea to delete TNA Wrestling, like completely wipe out the company at the end of Apocalypto, the Matt Hardy show that he put on. And this would have therefore led to TNA Wrestling being dissolved and being reborn as Impact Wrestling following Matt Hardy deleting the entire promotion. Matt Hardy has confirmed that that was indeed a pitch. That was almost how we concluded our time with TNA Wrestling. Now, that didn't come to pass, which is a shame. I like to see how that would have panned out. Uh, But Matt Hardy being the king of cinematic wrestling would have made something rather special there. If you are a wrestling company that's looking to close its doors very soon, maybe consider enlisting in Matt Hardy. He will offer his support and his services in deleting your promotion for you. (laughs) On the Cultaholic YouTube channel today, we are ranking every 1997 WWF pay-per-view from worst to best. What a mixed year 97 was for the company, just heading into the Attitude Era. You had the first ever Hell in a Cell match in that year. You had some epic encounters between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in the run-up to that. You had the the slow rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin and and nearly the end of his career as well. And of course, you had the Montreal Screwjob. A memorable year in wrestling. We're going to rank all the pay-per-views later on. And on the YouTube channel, a WWE TLC 2020 live. 2K stream. So Adam is going to be busting out WWE 2K 19, hopefully. Or is it 2K 20? I hope he's playing 19. I can't stomach 20. (laughs) And he's going to be playing through the card of WWE TLC 2020. You can join him later on today on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Cultaholic slash live for that one. On the Cultaholic podcast feed, it is day three of Watch Alongmus. It is myself today along with Matthew Greg and a mystery third guest. Somebody who has been part of the classic Raw and Smackdown review multiverse in 2020. Find out who and what we're going to be watching later on today on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Essentially, where you're hearing this right now. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. Bye.